hope this works now. All right. And welcome back to the Danger Knock podcast, hosted by acronym. Whoa, I spiked the fucking recording thing. Oh, I dropped an F-bomb 10 seconds in. I'm going hot. All right. Today is a very special episode. I was going to say to my left and to my right, but I guess it doesn't matter because this is an audio podcast. But to my left, I have my cousin Yusuf. Introduce yourself, even though I already introduced yourself. Hi, my name's Yusuf Saibzada. I'm a aspiring doctor, physician, radiologist, whatever. Um, I love cars, and I'm actually going to start my own podcast soon, so that'll definitely be something on the horizon. And yeah. And then to my right, a much bigger cousin that I have... Um, Maksud, introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Maksud. And if um, you can raise your voice, that'd be nice. What's going on, everybody? My name is Maksud. This is my uh, first appearance on the Danger Knock podcast. I currently have no legacy, but I am in the process of creating my own. And How does that even mean? I mean, it means a lot of different things. It's ambiguous. All right. Duplicitous. But anyways, uh, we will... Uh, I hope I get to, I get to know you guys and you get to know me. That was a very vague and ambiguous intro, but the ladies like that, so we're going to keep it. <laughs> All right. So, prefacing this podcast, my dumbass does, didn't figure out how to do multiple mic setups on this new computer that I got. Although I did do it before, um, considering I did the previous two episodes with guests. But apparently, if you get a new laptop, things get harder, and that's just how things go. So, we're just doing this on one mic, so if it sounds a little softer, my apologies. But also, just deal with it. So, this is the end of the year uh, recap podcast. We're kind of traveling. We're all out of our uh, home bases right now, so it's, it's a kind of a late-night thing. I don't think Except it's a big for deal. Except for Yusuf. We're doing this in his house, in his living room, as his parents are sleeping upstairs. And... We're, and this guy's about to leave in his flight in three hours. Oh, yeah. Maksud has a flight in like three hours. And we decided that we're going to wait a whole week to do it now because procrastination it's not necessarily, is the name of the game. I wouldn't say it's just only pro- procrastination. It was a pretty eventful week. There was all kinds of uh, dinners that laced up. events. Fuckery. A lot of that. <laughs> a lot of dinners that just kind of laced our week. <clears throat> oh, oh. And... um. A coined term by this man right here. I think I, I coined it actually, and then he took it and like made it what it is. Definitely disagree. You don't even know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> but an offspin of danger knock is our own internal term called anger knock, <laughs> which is what we use to describe angerous activities, which in a Pashtun household is the baseline every twenty four seconds. So, if us three in one room together, um, there's going to be bound to have some anger knock activities and they may show up on this podcast. Just know that it's normal and don't get scared. And if you're white, it's fine. This is what happens in ethnic households. It's actually not something I uh, appreciate and it's something I'm kind of actively trying to correct so I can increase my lifespan. He's not doing a good job. All right. So... (laughs) So we don't really have, as per usual for this podcast, a setup for what we want to do, but I decided that we're going to have like a kind of a recap of this this decade since this is going to 
probably be coming out, out right before the new year or right after the, the new year, which is going to lead us into 2020. So I wanted us to recap kind of how this decade was for us. And I also made some notes of some recent activities and developments that me and yourself specifically want to talk about. Oh, shit. And Maksud will just be quiet and just, just be respectful as he lets the professionals <laughs> well, I do have talk. a question, though. You always have questions. So my question is, I mean, a decade is quite a bit of time. I don't know if you want to recap that shit. First of all, for me, my shit was kind of dark. There was a little bit of bright spots, but there was a few bright spots, but a lot of stupidity and if you're unfortunate here, events. All right. And anyone who's listening to this podcast probably knows who he is as well uh-huh. and knows exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> but um, I kind of agree that I don't want to cover the whole decade, partially because I don't probably remember the whole decade. Yeah, you definitely don't. And that's technically half of our lives because me and Yusuf are like closer to 20 and Maksud is not closer to 20. <laughs> and I'll just leave it at that. So Oh, shit. I'm going to run with it. So I'm, I'll say, um, let me think. 2010 what were you doing in 2010 yourself in 2010 i was in my basement spending my summers playing call of duty modern warfare 2 kind of sounds like your your <laughs> 2019 wasn't too much different it was it, it was different in the sense that i did not waste my summers playing video games and i actually went outside and behaved like a normal human being and interacted with people <laughs> Hashtag doubt. Okay, Muxud, what were you doing in 2010? Listen, so 2010, I was in a state in my life where I was very vulnerable. And I was in a vulnerable state, <laughs> emotional state. I haven't really changed much. It's kind of metamorphosized into something else. But at that time, I kind of uh, I stumbled across uh, an individual that I had a really good connection with. That connection was pretty explosive. Led to a few, few other things. Being Afghan, this was a, this was a relationship I, I started with, a, with a woman. Being Afghan, and being super young at the time, and coming in as heavy and hot as I was, it was uh, confronted with a lot of resistance and and uh, turbulence throughout my family, and I was kind of in a critical part of my education. I was kind of, I was pre med. I was in Chicago and DePaul, I was trying to get get my shit together, get get lined up for to, for admission into med school. And then during this whole time, this this relationship kind of took off and it, it sidetracked me a little bit. I digressed and kind of derailed. And um, ultimately, it was about a four-year struggle to start the decade in 2010. And then once that kind of, kind of went sideways on me, um, I had to re- recap, re- regroup, and I finished up in chemistry uh, at DePaul. That was my first passion. Didn't really have much of an industry to work with, so I went into the mar- I went into the industry in the pharmaceutical oh, industry, and <laughs> and uh, as I did that, I kind of went and did my applications for medical school and got in. Fast forward, medical school took a big chunk, about four more years of my life. Kind of, kind of a just completely took over that part of my life. Had a lot of dope experiences. Met a lot of dope people. Had uh, had a lot of fun, a lot of work. Graduated this past year. 2019 was very eventful for me in many different ways, but um, kind of. So I graduated with my doctorate degree, my uh, physician degree, got into residency, 
uh, started surgery. That was my round of applause. Yeah, he, he, I mean, uh, I don't know how not, that came out on the mic. Yeah, I, I, I halfway through I didn't realize, it, and then I just kept going. But all right. <laughs> I mean, it's not that great. Still a lot left to do, but oh, humble. Got into residency, started surgery. I'm doing a surgical uh, internship right now, matched into radiology, and I will start that next year. So I got that to look forward to, and that's pretty much it. A couple of side ancillary things, but not that important. All right, I was going to follow that, but that's like a lot of stuff. And yeah, he just laid out his whole life. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and if you notice that like me and yourself didn't contribute to his like sad stories, it's because we've heard it a million times already. Yeah, there's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mixed, but, mixed. But this this guy has been through a lot, is a very intelligent human being, and he I keeps don't on... Know about that, but... Yeah, I just let me lie to the people and just accept <laughs> it, right? And um, we actually look up to him a lot, because even though he does... Well, I don't follow in the same career footsteps. He does have a lot of great advice that he should also be applying to himself. But if anyone knows about giving advice that they can't take themselves, it's me. So I understand that. But this guy is a very knowledgeable human being who's lived and experienced a lot within the past, not only decade, but his undisclosed amount of years of life. And um, I think most specifically, I've experienced things within our, our background, our circumstances, which are very unique, if you would admit. Not this, many people can relate listen, to the, the, the realities that we face. I don't even want to get into it because I don't even want to be reminded of all the fuckery that we as an ethnic and religious group have to go through. But let me just tell you th- this. It's, we would be black sheep in a group of black sheep. What's, what's, a, what's I mean, I think that's a little bit confusing. I would just say that the environment we are that we get we brought up in they don't emphasize certain things that most american families will emphasize you know like emotional feelings consideration of your personal desires there's a lot of universal things that they subscribe to and if you veer off from that you get smacked really basically hard. we got our ass beat all the time oh good idea for story times you want to do ass beat stories or no i thought we were staying on Oh, well, I did get my ass beat in the last decade, if that's... That was, a, that was a common theme? He left his ass in the last decade. Actually, I think I got my ass beat more in the previous decade than this last decade. No, man, you, you got your ass kicked you at least for two, two, 2007. You were getting your ass whooped pretty... Extreme. Well, that's the last decade before this one. Oh, yeah, I went, sorry, 2000. Oh, Shit, I'm really far behind. You're a big dumbass. All right, that? all right, how about um, up to 2016, After I 2010, say. I wasn't getting my ass beat, actually. You didn't get beat up until 2016 when LeBron was in his prime? <sighs> What does that have to do? Do with... they not correlate? Yeah, my dad saw LeBron hit a game winner and just smacked the shit out of me. That's I'm happened. just saying, like, those are two miserable things that were happening. All right, we're not gonna talk about that. We'll keep that hot episode for later. All right. But all right, Yusuf, do you have any kind of like overarching themes that you've learned within this past decade? Mm, mind your own business. <laughs> oh, listen here. Let me <laughs> tell you one thing. All right, that is not that is oh. in our culture. Minding your own business Why is not is not. In their lexicon, said, vocabulary, verbiage. Before we you, scare everyone, let's just talk, focus on that point of yourself. I think he, to his defense, he didn't mind his own business. He kind of withered away in Virginia. And then once he came out here, he kind of did oh. his own thing, created his own cult maybe. Yeah. Okay. And so a little background <laughs> information, right? Our family came to this country and kind of like a lot of us settled in Chicago, you, you, but some of us made some escape routes with their families 
and kind of just so happened ended up in different parts of the country we made our own little italy that's a great way to put it (laughs) and in chicago we have a big group of people and yusuf ended up going to kentucky and virginia kind of separating himself not like on purpose but he was a little kid so his kind of upbringing was different because although i had to um i got the opportunity to hang out with all my cousins there yusuf really didn't get the chance to do that so he kind of had his own experiences growing up in kentucky and virginia very southern influenced states and being probably the only brown boy in those schools yeah and maksud also had the opportunity to not only grow up in chicago but also kentucky and I'm, I'm pretty sure he can testify to the dichotomy between the two places. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Um, I think that there's pros and cons of both experiences. Um, you know, being in a diverse area is kind of like it's it's nice, especially if you're a minority in that in the in that sense. You get to like relate. There's more people you can kind of find overlap with, relate to. There's a lot more going on in an urban environment than there are there is in a southern rural environment. And so, but in other ways, it's just kind of calm. There's more, there's more, uh, it's more laid back. Uh, you can kind of do a lot of cool stuff too on your own. You kind of get to like, st- when you stick out in a place, you kind of identify your like traits. You can double down on some of your personality and your, the things that, that makes you different and special. So, I mean, everything's got its give and take, but it fucking sucks <laughs> to like... To not to like deal with that shit sometimes, man. and that was that was something I dealt with uh, growing up. I grew I grew up in Kentucky. My parents almost took us to Mississippi. My mom God is a physician. God damn, I didn't know that shit. Yeah, that was an option. That was an option on the table, and she she stopped at Kentucky, thankfully. But it's been all right. I made the best of one of our cousins did go to Mississippi. Who was that? Asif. That's that's on your side. I don't even know who that is. All right, anyways. I can relate to that too because earlier 2010 at the end of 2010 going into the new year of 2011 we moved it my family particularly moved to New York and that was being thrust into a whole new environment there's that that could be like a whole series of what happened on my moves but my biggest takeaway is uh, moving into a place like New York you kind of like after getting used to being in a family environment and having people who know you and unconditionally love you, you don't really, I think, feel, I feel like grow as a person. And so when I moved to New York and encountered new people, new environments, bullies, friends, all of that, you kind of hyper analyze who you are as a person because now you're understanding how you present yourself in, um, in environments and scenarios. So I feel like you can grow as a person if you are aware of who you are as a person. A lot of times people don't grow because they're not aware. They just go with the flow every day and don't take a step back and kind of analyze who they are as people and what they represent and why they represent them. I think I for sure think that that was a huge had a huge impact on uh, developing the person you are, the dynamic personality that you have today. I think that those are two different like ends of the spectrum of like as far as culture goes, especially in that time of your life. And you got exposed to both of them. You got to accommodate and incorporate a lot of the 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 different aspects of those cultures and i think that was a huge huge thing to who you are as today i also like to say that i was quote unquote forged in fire and a lot of the um traits that i really love about myself um i feel like they were forced upon me by me adapting to my environment whether it's like i don't know 
making jokes or being witty or being creative all of that stemmed from trying to make a name for myself or be different in an environment that was trying to like hold me down and if it wasn't for that then i'd probably just be a regular regular person well, i mean you still pretty pretty lame but it's okay. uh, lame and regular are two different things i could be lame and different and okay, you'll remember that's me. true that's true yeah. that's true i'll give you that hey, you know, i can and i can agree with that that was definitely something i experienced as well you know people you know having to move to a different environment where i'm in basically the most bumble white place in the entire not that there's anything wrong with that yeah yeah of course not but it was <laughs> not a... that there's there anything right with that either but <laughs> it was a very strange environment because it was mostly white smallest town you could think of and then you have a little pocket of muslim and those people are, are goofballs wealthy, too. wealthy muslims who end up yeah most of them are also goofballs and then being in those environments you know this is back like you know early 2000s you know right after 9-11 you know those younger kids they might not have really experienced that but probably you know muksud has definitely experienced the racism of that um but you know even afterwards we've all had our fair share you know but that wasn't really you know something that we you know couldn't handle you know because i think speaking for all three of us we are pretty witty and we can hold our own you know especially amongst ourselves we're oh, always we're, we're always so ready to shoot i i think that although i did learn how to be like witty and like make comebacks in school i had a good base and a continued kind of environment of like our family where we just we just shoot the shit with each other and roast each other and it kind of hones our skills and when we go out in the real world we're like unstoppable because other people don't have that same type of um kind of environment where they can just sharpen and they respect you for that you know yeah sharpen your wits amongst each other i think i think what happens um to, to your point i think what ends up happening is whenever you're in like another uh, social circle or a different type of setting social setting uh just growing up in a very um what do you call it uh secluded n- not only secluded just an abrasive and of abrasive oh, environment yeah I think that what ends up happening, your baseline Sand is set, paper. and you're used to that level of stress and conflict and that is and, true. And, and, and and rebuttal you're and all this. You're, you're always on the edge. edge, and when you go to another social environment, you're like very like you enjoy that much more. You're like, wow, everyone's like super nice. This is like so impressive. You get like re- you really enjoy that. You almost thrown off by that. Um, but as far as like these guys go, this is a point I can make since we're talking about a decade recap. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm basically in a in a kind of a, a unique uh, point in the family. So in Afghan culture and overall in Middle Eastern culture in general, usually extended family like cousins are more close, considered more close relatives, and in our in giant family, uh, which is pretty close relatively. I sit kind of in the middle where I don't have that many people like in my direct age group. Um, and so these guys, I kind of really enjoyed watching them grow, get like just develop their own personalities, kind of like uh, kind of like fit in their own in their own skin and like contribute in their own way and all the cool shit that they're learning. It's been fun, like watching them grow up and kind of catch up and like shorten that gap, even though they're still like 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 six to seven years younger than me it's it's been nice it's more it's very entertaining 
to see that and now like you can like have have them uh part of our social group and it's just it's that much better and it's been fun watching them get to that and shorten that gap as they gotten older i was too busy snapchatting for the past 10 seconds mm-hmm. to be listening to what he said but um i i agree because i'm pretty sure what you said i agree with um well, i appreciate that <laughs> um but the an interesting consideration in this whole um kind of like in situation that we have is that Maksud is older than us and he kind of got to see us from an outsider perspective as an um as not really one of our peers growing up but like kind of like an older kid so he can like see us from a, a vantage point and see how we have grown and just as much as we've seen it like him grow and I think what comes with that is like maturity because now I feel like I am in the position looking at younger kids grow up and I'm like like the little cousins in our family who are like in teenage who are teenagers and in high school and I'm like what the hell is going on with these kids <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that he thought the same of us so it's funny that I feel like um kind of looking like at our, these kids going into that our, next decade uh, our similarities are more common with him than it is with the younger because they're like everything changed so quickly i feel like our graduating class was like the last you know last breed of i don't want to be offensive but normal <laughs> kids you know fuck them kids i don't care yeah yeah um but like i remember back back in like 2011 and like the early 2010s i was like starting up like finishing up middle school and like starting uh high school and i feel like i'm not sure if life has changed very much for kids these days but because internet was prevalent back then as well but i feel like it's even more so now and i don't want to sound like a boomer and be like back in my day but But to be honest i feel like there was a lot more like you couldn't hide behind it was like the beginning i feel like of cyberbullying and now it's like 100 percent like that's all that matters like i miss like the old school bullying where it was in person yeah because i mean like we got our phones pretty late in comparison to like you know fourth graders walking around with phones being able to do whatever the hell they Yo, want kids in elementary school are on social yeah. media dog you know tiktoking it up and shit and I have no idea how to work that app. I didn't even download it. But I'm just like looking at these kids just feeling so out of touch. And that's kind of a weird thing because all of this happened in a They're singular decade. stuff that I didn't know until after I graduated college. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, so much has happened in the past decade. And it's kind of the, the what is it called? Techno. The, no. What is it, the thing, a small number above a regular number? exponentially oh, yeah so yeah. technology has been growing exponentially exponent, exponent. also showing you how far removed i am from doing math but fuck math yeah i think it's just, i just think like with the with the younger generation there's more of a concept of entitlement there's a lack of uh planning or like thinking of like the process of getting to some point everything is expected everything uh is there there's there's um they don't get cracked enough they get they have less tolerance for resistance they have less tolerance for 
for any kind of discomfort. Soft. Yeah, essentially. They're soft <laughs> Pussy as fuck. boy. They're soft as fuck. Um, not that we're like crazy hard either. I mean, when I start sweating, I start freaking out like in the car or some shit like that. I can't sleep like in a fucking hot room. So it's not like we're that tougher, but it's just, it's just a, it's the overall culture that's being in, like developed in these younger kids. And it's just, it's not going to be, everybody gets a participation trophy. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not going to be useful. It's not going to be, it's not going to be healthy for their longevity in the long term. Mm-hmm. I don't think. And I feel like in this day and age, like a, a decade means more than it did during the nine the nineteen hundreds, where like the difference between the seventies and eighties weren't as drastic as the difference between the twenty tens and the twenty twenties will be, where even the twenty tens I mean, did with year, the two thousands. Even a year now is a big change. You know, everything's everything's changing so abruptly. You know, we have like different social media apps and all this. You know, mm-hmm. there's just different ways of communicating with people. And the fact that, you know, these younger kids have that access to it at such a young age, you mm-hmm. know, they're, you know, making money at younger ages than we are, you know, being able to like, you know, generate an income while we were in middle school, like yeah. what we were trying to like, just hitting the whip and shit and stuff, you know, God. going on TikTok now. I'm definitely snagging my kids with paychecks, yeah. whatever you generates, but I think, um, this oh. is, okay go ahead no i'm just saying like a one year like yourself was saying a year can quantify so many different things so many things can happen in a year like when i look back at my life a year ago i was in a completely different space i'm still fat but he, i would have been that for a yeah, while yeah this is a big problem i don't know what to do about he's it. a very fluctuating person because like at 2015 this, i was a lean mean marketing machine <laughs> i don't know that that's my job he he was like <laughs> Maybe a long not. Time co- ago. Okay. I was cockdies. No, okay. So we have this term called cock diesel that we stole from somewhere, but we can't remember where where I was, so we created it. That's what that means. Yeah. But cock diesel, right? He I was, was. He was. He was. He was like. I was. I was. You were like a hybrid, not full diesel. You I were mean, like yeah, a, I wasn't fully fully <laughs> yeah. ripped on like some next level shit, but like I was lean. But twenty twenty, bro. We're, all of New us numbers. are getting cockdies. New numbers. Well, now I'm getting old, man. I gotta figure this shit out. I gotta get locked. You need in to take some control. TRT or some shit. Have you no, seen no, Joe no, Rogan no, no, take his shirt like off on his podcast? His abs make him look fat. That's how big his abs are. <laughs> he has like protruding abs, mm. not just regular people abs. Damn. And I'm like, this dude, fucking sixty years old. Gotta figure that out. But I'm just saying, overall, in a year, uh, I think. It was a long ass year too. The shit that gets me the most depressed in life. Fuck, he's doing good the shit. No, 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 no. Check this out. The shit that gets me depressed the most in life is thinking about what the fuck are we doing with our time. Sometimes, like this, because everybody has talents. I mean, some people more than others. But you got so many things you can do, so much potential to impact something. Goddamn it! Like just do something, and like the the resources that every these younger people, older people, even they're allocating their time. And time is one of the most precious commodities. Just allocating that shit to dumb shit. Like, you're not doing anything. You're not acquiring skills. I hate aloof-ass people. People just Everyone's aloof, aloof, including myself. Oh. Excuse me. Damn. All right. Uh, (laughs) That was a good one. Um, No, what I mean by aloof is not necessarily, like... I know some people, like, are still trying to figure out what their dreams are and what they want to achieve and um, their aspirations... But and I don't mind that because I we've all been in a place where we're kind of trying to like figure out who we should become as people. But the people I don't like are the people who don't even want to try to do that. Even they're too lazy to even dream. 
you don't even have to reach your dreams necessarily. Working towards it is obviously a big part of it. But having the, uh, not the audacity, but the the, the willingness yeah. to dream. Because I know a lot of motherfuckers who just are so happy to just be content with their piece of shit lives. And obviously it has no effect on me. Like I don't give a fuck if they do it or not do it. But then they try to bring you down and be an ancient person to them too. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. But then they get offended by that, that you have a dream that you want to live up to. Yeah, and everyone has, you know, their own timeline. You know, you're not going to reach your goal at the same mm-hmm. time your I friends with that. or your peers are going to reach their goal. And that shouldn't, you know, make you, you know, quit or, you know, feel down about yourself. You know, that should only motivate mm-hmm. you. But, you know, like, like, now they're saying there's a lot of you know resentment towards success unfortunately even though you know we're all family here we experience it within our family you know people getting jealous you know making sneer comments and hate us because they ain't us it doesn't make us sad but it's very sad that people are doing this with their lives as if you know like we were given this opportunity and we didn't work for it they don't even hate the success they hate the try too yeah they hate they hate the fact that you try to make yourself make something of yourself yeah there's a lot of you know feeling comfortable in one position or one area and they don't want to change even if they know they're suffering it's it's just a weird kind of twilight zone they're in and and then when you get it they make you feel weird for having it and something for you that you didn't even ask for. And I'm the reason I bring this up is because Maksud just recently um, graduated from medical school, right? And I can, I for a fact, just look at him as the same chubby boy that he always is. But other people have kind of treated him differently and maybe not in such a positive aspect, kind of with like backhanded compliments. And I, I don't know if you want to talk about that kind of like just becoming a doctor and how people treat you in yeah. the family and or other places and things like that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, I think that, first of all, this is not a self-righteous uh, segment. Yeah, yeah, this is not a self-righteous segment. I mean, a lot of this applies to us and it's just, it's just voicing it it's just to help to us. It's, it's, yeah. the, it's to voice it to help, like keep it in front of you and focus on it yourself. But it's an overall general theme that we see as well. Um, but as far as that goes, accomplishments, yeah. And then medicine is just a weird, creepy thing, especially in this community, like in our ethnic community, uh, medicine has this like reverence. There's a, there's a reverence for it that people, uh, uh, attribute some other like ancillary status to it that, I, I mean, I'm not sure of because it's not the most attractive thing either. I mean, it's got a lot of, uh, problems and, and this it will whoop your ass i mean it's been whooping my ass since i've started residency uh i'll be at i've been in surgery um it's at a busy ass hospital uh it's a level one trauma center university system in a in medically incompetent state but yeah it just makes you wonder like what people's intentions are then you start becoming privy especially if you're an, an, an analytical person you start becoming privy to people's toxicity a lot of their own insecurities um, you just see a lot of animosity and it's from people sometimes that you really care about. You're like, God damn, why you gotta be like that? And so, it's like yeah. condescending. It's not even like, oh now I love you. It's kind of I love like who like it's like a it's like I a love fake you love. When you're like me. 
No, also it's like it's like oh, so you're a doctor now, gonna make that big money, right? And they they look at you differently. They don't look at you like oh, this is Maksud with all the other traits. This is Maksud the doctor, and now that that is all that he has to offer as a human being. And it's the thing is, and I, I, sometimes I hear it from some of the younger kids, like they'll they'll hit you with some comments. Sometimes some of it's from admiration, but some of it's just like looking at you differently. And I'm like, listen, man, you still young? You want to do it? I can get you to there. I can get you from point A to point Z. I'll help you out. If you're willing to do it, you can do it. You can be in the same position. No reason to look at it like that. So mm-hmm. I think everyone has an opportunity to do a lot of different things. So um, I it's guess it's just a willingness to branch out and actually do it. Like that's one thing. Like from the beginning of the decade, I was a very lazy bitch. And Still at the are. end of the decade, I am a lazy bitch because this is only the however episode of this year. <laughs> oh, I just realized that this podcast started this year. Of course, Only. at go. the end of a decade, but I feel like I've been doing it for a while, and like it already means so much to me. And just imagine if had I started it way earlier. But I also don't like to dwell in no, coulda, woulda, shoulda. It was your ripple in the universe. Yeah, it happened at the time it was supposed to happen, and it's gonna continue to happen how it's supposed to happen. I just need to, to try, and I think that's kind of another thing that we can get into. We kind of brushed upon the decade. Maybe in the future we can get into more details of the different things. Uh, my biggest takeaway from this last decade is kind of even more of the stuff that happened in the beginning of the decade where switching schools kind of set me up to build the personality that I have today. But now at the beginning of this next decade, i got to make the most of the beginning and kind of set a precedent for what I want to become right. and make a new transformation. So, so let's segue into this next. Like I would segue from this point about this upcoming year specifically forget mm-hmm. the decade you don't know if you're gonna be alive hey, god damn i know i'm listen, talking listen, we, depressing shit dog. listen we're gonna that shit sandwich you give them you gotta give them some hope and happiness and love people say that life is short but it's the longest thing you'll ever do i'll just leave it at that oh interesting so that's a good segue <laughs> we can just do that like think right. about plans for the the coming year 2020 2020 vision dog that's gonna be the name of this episode even though i kind of stole it off of someone else's instagram post but it's okay we'll just so why don't you go ahead and start with you with me yeah all right just some 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 outlines for the year all right let you me keep think. it you can keep it broad and fluffy for this podcast specifically i think that consistency is going to be my main goal i don't think i can do once a week mostly because i don't know if, i don't want to kind of ruin the quality of the episodes by trying to force quantity and you don't have that many friends anyway i don't need friends to talk to a microphone by myself that's true <laughs> <laughs> but um i feel like being more consistent and giving you guys more of um content to listen to and appreciate hopefully we better maybe at some point start adding video to the mix if i feel like i'm not ugly anymore and then we could just keep it moving what about all your like other artistic stuff that you do i do too much shit and it fucking bothers me are you gonna consolidate stuff or are you gonna like keep building on all those other I'm, projects i'm a, I always say this i'm gonna so i also rap i wow i've never actually plugged my rap or my music on this page but if you want to go listen to the stuff i've made uh, musically, it's at SoundCloud forward slash acronym A C R O N M. Just you can search that. And for now, it's only on SoundCloud. But a big goal that I have for 2020 is to make clean cut albums and mixtapes that I could put on all platforms like Apple Music and Spotify. And I'm gonna be hitting up my boy Sohan Grover. Go check him up. Go check him out. He makes 
Crazy Beats. That's S S A S O H A N G R O V E R. That dude's crazy. Is he related to the infamous Tim Grover by any chance? Is Tim Grover white? Yeah, Tim Grover's Michael Jordan's uh, trainer. So Han Grover's Indian. So probably but not. <laughs> Tim might be Indian too. I don't know. He looks kind of ambiguous. Ethnically. He's like racially ambiguous. Maybe he's. I, he has. A, he has had a picture with Jordan when he was a well, kid. Well, there you go. That's probably Holy related shit. to the fucking guy who fuck. trained Jordan, who well, is fuck, actually fuck. Very... and he balls too. Because Han Grover is apparently like deadly at three. So that means Tim Grover three. is very famous, by the way. Hold on, I'm gonna do a Google search. Hold on. Yeah, look him up yourself, please. He has a picture with Kobe. Okay, it's he's Tim not Tim Grover. That guy looks kind of Indian almost. You know, I would I would take him as an Indian. No cap. I'm going to hit him up after this and be no, like, yo, what is the secret you've been this. hiding? This could be very yeah, well because well. he's from the... Where, where, like, so Han's from Chicago. Where did you meet him? Um, I met him through a cousin that we have that we don't speak to anymore. Oh, uh, yes. I believe this person <laughs> yeah. had mentioned this to me as well in the past. He may, I think he went so to Whitney Young. There you go. He's 100% related to him. You said Sohan. Well, Indian. Grover could be a common Indian I'm name. I'm telling you, there was something he told me about this name that Sohan resonated. Like, I, oh, like, maybe... So, Anyways, go check out his beats and we'll report back next episode to see if they're actually related in solving that mystery. But So what else you got? So when I get that done, I'll have like hopefully a consolidated album or mixtape for you guys in this so, next coming year. And I don't give Scorpio. you these loosey-goosey um, <laughs> singles that have nothing to do with anything and are not related and are just kind of not as audio or what is it? Like sonically pleasing. I'm gonna try to make it more sonically pleasing instead of just barraging you with bars. But that is another goal. Professionally, I wanna kind of in my professional career um advance and like grow and learn as much as I can and kind of be a full rounded kind of creator. And I'm getting into trying to get into audio, visual, um graphic design. I'm already like kind of balls deep in graphics design but getting to learn how to do animation which i've just started at the end of this year video production and um editing all that maybe even try to start looking into like making short films but that's a reach so there's like there's a huge creative universe for you to discover essentially i need to just search my own brain and figure out how to kind of consolidate that and i think uh, i think in that regard it would be nice for you to just focus on skill acquisition in all those areas that you're interested yeah. in. Just keep acquiring skills and just getting better and efficient at it. Because my goal in not only the next decade, but hopefully by the end of my life, is to be known as like um, a one-of-a-kind creator and be known for my creativity and for the work that my brain produces. And that's kind of why I chose the field that I'm in and the kind of tasks that I'm doing, especially this podcast. So my end life goal is just to be known by many as many as i can as a very creative individual and creating things that other people would never have thought of or now kind of thought to produce now that you overwhelmed everyone with your long-term goals bring it back to your personal goals for this year okay 2020 20, 20, just uh, this year personal oh i'm trying to get cock d's trying to get abs trying to get that little v thing that like goes Obliques. at the bottom of your abs Obliques. um i'm gonna do so I sprained my wrist like a few like months ago. So I've just been doing legs and like I cardio. Yo, I sprained my wrist like um, boxing and hitting the heavy bag. 
And I started this. Oh, I picked up martial arts toward the end of this last decade, and that's something I want to continue, um, like boxing and kickboxing, and things like that. I want to continue that and not get any more concussions and just keep that safe. But I'm really obsessed with that. So that's another outlet, and I think I'll keep it at that as my three goals: is to consolidate my creativity and make it efficient, get back into martial arts and fitness as well. And also, just, uh, hmm, I don't know, maybe not so tangibly, but being more confident in my abilities and myself as a human being and as a creator, because confidence is its own thing that sometimes gets lost in the sauce. But yeah, those are my goals for 2020, and I'm going to put it at Yusuf and see kind of what his goals are. All right, so my goals for 2020 is... Don't tell them all your secrets. Just kidding. (laughs) My goals goals for 2020... We're shaking this mic because this fucking... God, we only have one. Is definitely to get as jacked as I can. Cocked. Diesel! All right, it's my bad. For my weasel. But... (laughs) Wowzers in my trousers. But, um, yeah, my main goal right now is to lay everything out get everything set straight to apply for medical school and study for the mcat try and get that score the first time around and i'm gonna be this next week i'm gonna definitely start looking into like you know how to run my podcast you know what 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 my main ideas are gonna be you know um how i'm gonna present it you know if i'm gonna live stream it or not you know and you know probably just change who i am as a person you know i've been hibernating a lot you know i have i'm usually really busy throughout the school year and the only time i usually have is when i'm you know on the weekends so you know studying all day hit the gym you know eat dinner and then go back to sleep repeat so i'm gonna try and you know spend a little yeah branch out but like mostly spend a little more time on like less stupid shit like you know playing video games on a saturday (laughs) or like you know just wandering around you know hanging out um you know trying new things you know i definitely want to get into like martial arts too that's that's hit me up dog yeah that's something i'm really interested in and Oh, dunking. Yeah, that's actually one of my goals that I've been trying to complete if I can, you know, stay healthy. How close are you to that? I'm very close. This motherfucker's tall as fuck, so that's not like out of my... And Maksud has actually actually witnessed me do a semi-dunk. I have yet to witness. I even quarter-dunk, but we'll see. So Um, so I played with Yusuf out here in the... In the greater DC metropolitan area, in the Strizitz of the DMV, and not DMV. Yeah, it's DMV, but it's Nova, Northern Virginia, uh, Metro DC. Um, but Yusuf, Yusuf can get. He got, he's got some hops. He's got some length. He's just got like some goofy ass hands. He always like loses the ball up at the rim. So he just needs like a couple of like two more inches to get up and secure that. But so how far are you from it? Um, my squat. I've never been really a and like athletic. Like in terms of like lifting weights, uh, I've just been. It's you know it's really a lot of technique. You know I was wandering on YouTube once and I I came upon uh, upon this video that was showing you know how to use your momentum and different techniques and and without even having to you know step in the gym I was able to grab rim. 
and even to you know the other younger kids who are you know not as tall as i am you know they're still in middle school um giving them that advice you know they were able to you know touch rim or grab rim or whatever so you know it's you know it gives people a lot of hope so because you know there are people you know shorter than me one of my friends ike he's maybe five six five five this guy can dunk standing you what know, the fuck? Yeah, it's very, it's very strange. What kind of GMO ass shit is he? Yeah, he's definitely a GMO product. But you know, it's definitely possible if you're interested in it. Don't give up. Damn, that means I can fucking dunk hypothetically. Yeah, you can in a definitely non realistic fashion. And then how are you trying to? Are you going to graduate this year in 2020? Yeah, my my current plan is to be able to graduate uh, spring of 2021. That is the goal. Um, I'm gonna finish this next semester, this upcoming spring semester, with my finally done with math. FML, fuck math. Math is gay. <laughs> um, and get my physics, biochem, and uh, cell bio all knocked out. Those are heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. This past semester was probably the hardest semester I've ever taken. Never gonna do it again. But it was a great. It was a great experience because you know I push I push myself because I had started out as a law major and I had already knocked out most of my uh, electives before I had transferred uh, my major to uh, biology. So pre medicine, basically. Yeah. Yo, why the fuck are we taking electives? Yeah, that's bro. A, okay, here let me let me just fucking question. quick rant right here. Why are you wasting my fucking time? And Your also, money. why does it count? Why do fucking elective ass teachers be treating the class like we give a shit about what they're talking about you know i wouldn't mind if we just had to learn just to learn it but they're like they give all kinds of homework all kinds of exams and they get genuinely like mad or disc or concerned when you want to kind of place your emphasis on the classes that you're actually trying to study that towards your major and towards your career like i don't know I'm, like, I don't know if there's any classes that you've taken. You're like, what the fuck am I even doing here? Like, why am I taking well, anthropology? To, oh, you don't want to be a well-rounded person? I, you, that, that, your that, fat that ass is a well-rounded person already, all right? No, so listen, here's the thing, man. Those things are very important. Don't you agree? Art is Yeah, not. but for Art, a grade? Look, yeah, how else are you supposed to get engaged on your abilities? Look, you like why, drawing, why are we getting engaged? Look, drawing... Art classes, you know, that's... It shouldn't be as... Yeah, that is not... Strict and stipulated as it is. I don't need to know art history. Okay? Yo, I took a critical thinking class, though, and I feel like everyone should take that class because I think a lot of people are fucking stupid. <laughs> I definitely agree with <laughs> that. very interesting class. Especially in our, fam- in our family. Like, oh. critical thinking is not allowed. I enjoyed history, though. I, I, actually, I actually had a little switcheroo that I did where I had overlapping time periods in my history classes. So what does that mean? So the class the, <laughs> the class overlapping. The class yeah, would the overlap different pe- time periods. So it would be, you know, the it was broad history period? for like western civilization, right? You take that first. And part of western civ is, you know, the US, you know, Europe and then you the next semester you take united states history well you've already have some from high school and you just took the western civ and you know that's basically just you know world war ii is the last topic you cover and it starts with you know when 
George Washington Cambridge or you're something in that era. All no, I know is all I know is that Franz Ferdinand Franz Ferdinand got his so ass you're basically murked. cheating. Like, don't you think that was funny? Like that we couldn't even re- recall our like government infrastructure and the oh, bureaucracy when well, we were on Capitol Hill Bro, today. Listen, today Maxu took me on a little like trip. Uh, since we're in Virginia, we went to DC and we're riding around on these little like divvy bikes or whatever, and. This motherfucker, my two guy, asking me what the three branches of the government are, and I'm like, "Are you fucking stupid?" And then I tried explaining it, and I didn't fucking remember either. I was like, "Fucking judicial, well, legislative." We'll we'll I think the it. problem with that digital, like, d- judicial, legislative, and ex- executive. Yeah, well, I feel like certain schools, like even when I was in Chicago, I had to learn about like that government, right? And then my senior year of high school, I'm in Virginia, and I have to take U.S. And Virginia government. Virginia, which what the fuck is, is Virginia doing? More, I don't. I can literally remember absolutely nothing from that entire class. Bro, when I take an exam after At I'm all. done, especially in like a like an like elective class like history or whatever, or a science class, I, I just erase it from my memory yeah, as soon as I'm done. Nobody gives a fuck about France. Listen, yourself. Do you have anything else you wanted to add about your your plans? Oh yeah, we didn't even get to yours. My. Actually, where did we cut off? I was talking you, about... Um, you were talking about jumping higher. No, I was talking about school. <laughs> yeah, we are talking about school in electives. Oh, whatever. What's your 2020 listen, vision? Listen, for me, for me, I got a couple of bigger things I need to get done. Um, maybe... Uh, so, so essentially, I, I have a move coming up. I got six months left uh, finishing up my surgical internship. After that, unfortunately, it's not at my base hospital where my my main residency is going to be, which is in Michigan, uh, Detroit. Um, so, so basically, I gotta I gotta focus on getting this first six, surviving the last six months of this. It's gonna be a grind. At the same time, I got a personal project that I'm working on right now. I'll let you you, you guys might find out about it later. Uh, I don't want to talk about it too much prematurely because it's still in the groundworks. Um, and then after that, I got so I gotta get a crib. It's something I'm looking at right now, trying to make a good investment. It's gonna be our sanctuary. Oh yeah, there'll be a nice little escape route f- for escape uh, for a lot of these guys who want to get away from their chaotic lives. Because it should be pretty chill at my place. Uh, I am not married as of right now. Maybe that will change. Oh, yo, yo, Danger Not Family, hook them back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that might change in 2020. You never send, know. Send your bio data to fucking no, no, Danger no, Not no. We're straight Media on that. at gmail.com. <laughs> we're, straight on, we're, straight, <laughs> we're straight on applications. But anyways, um, got to move, find a crib. Um, and then as far as my personal goals go, health is going to be number one. I'm going to find a way to... Uh, the first six months of my uh, my internship was a little bit tumultuous, a lot of sleepless nights with the the call schedule, like spending nights in the hospital. Um, but I did pretty well. I'm I'm planning on doing even better the next six months. Um, I love having a window where there's a big change coming, and so for me, the six months is gonna be a window where I can work on a lot of like mini projects, and then before the move. So that's how I kind of consolidate. That's how I kind of divvy up my like time. Um, and the way, so I think the biggest thing for my goals is to learn how to be efficient with my life, kind of create, uh, habits, uh, and, uh, a blueprint for my like day-to-day operation. That way I can squeeze in all these little like mechanisms to help me achieve my goals. And I think a big part of that is to delineate like these two guys over here, they mentioned a lot of big things. Uh, I'll be curious to see how they go about 
making sure they actually hit that, uh, designing and engineering, because you come up with the idea, you design something, but you need to engineer a way to accomplish that and get it from one point to another point. And I think that's a big part of this year is going to be make sure you take the time to do that, create an infrastructure that's operating. And that operation will like build upon itself, compound itself, and lead you to the results you're trying to get. So that's going to be a big part of it for my personal life. I plan on um, trying to get healthier, um, be more efficient in my life, uh, be better, learn a lot. I need to learn a lot of things outside of medicine this year just for moving my life moving forward. And I know that's pretty ambiguous, but I'll leave it at this. I'm not yapping too much. So basically, the goal is just to be. Sexy, smart, and skillful, all right? Alliteration gang. More than we already are. But um, I think I, I think that might cover kind of our decade recap. I might have more stuff come to my mind later and make another singular episode about specific times at a, or moments within the past decade that I want to expand upon. But for now, I think that's a good cover. I know you stuff has been waiting for to talk about a specific topic that falls outside of the realm of, of a decade recap, but it's something that we both feel it the need is very, very anger knock. Anger knock alert. I wish I had a sign siren or something. Shamelessness. I get so angry at things I don't understand. Because and I will preface this is like I understand people needing to be famous. And needing to kind of I made take <laughs> and take advantage of like situations that present themselves. But Nick Cannon, what the fuck are you doing? Nick Cannon is a cannon that has never fired. He is a cannon. Fact, he's a he's a cannonball into a pool of no water. That is what Nick Cannon is. A fucking and I love. Okay, listen. Let me preface this. I love Nick Cannon for what he has accomplished. Um, he is just a, stay in your lane, my guy. Oh my stay in your lane. Just host some more shows if you have to. But what are you doing? If you're running out of ideas for a while and out, hit us up. Okay? Listen, get hit me on the show. I'll freestyle yeah. battle someone. But making a diss track to Eminem now, after Eminem is already like on we love little the bit, honeys. This we is, love the honeys. <laughs> Eminem is already on his own little bit of on a fuck, okay. fuckery himself. And people love the honeys. And he's just chilling. We don't even know what Eminem does with his life. He just kind of disappears and then reappears randomly. And Nick Cannon is just using this as an opportunity to like... This is a man who sits at home. Hold on. I'm going to... You okay. know what? I'm going to play his diss. I'm going to play his diss track and we're going to... Uh, I hate to say dissect these bars. It's like dissecting already bones. Oh. You All right, know, what is what is the fucking song called? Nick Cannon, this that, Eminem. See, this is how bad it is. We uh, don't even remember and it happened oh, two weeks ago. Oh, and he got, he literally got his sweatshop workers of battle rappers. Don't touch oh. my mic. God damn it. Maksud's like a little cat just pawing at the mic, touching things. Leave it. You want to say something? No, I was trying to get his uh, goofy ass in it because he's over there. Listen, he's talking loud. It's fine. Anyways. <laughs> oh, fuck. Nick Cannon got his own little sweatshop of rapper boys and they're battle rappers who are known for bars and they couldn't even come through with actual bars on the song. That's and, how bad it was. And I'm going to play there's it. contradictions. There's contradictions. Oh shit, he posted another one a week it's ago. A, it's, the invitation canceled. It's a it's it's a diss track. Oh shit. Okay, I'm going to play for it. One man, he, somehow got, with, he somehow got he somehow got Suge Knight on the phone to be part of this diss track. But hold on. 
I'm gonna play it on the. Hopefully, we don't get taken down. Shogun Knight doesn't even. It will be monitored and recorded. Check this out, Eminem, whatever your name is, right? Okay, okay. First of all, Shogun Knight, shut the fuck up. What do you mean, whatever your name is? How do you? Is this the first one or the second? No, this is the first one, I think. Shogun Knight, Eminem, or whatever your name is. First of all, it's not a complicated name, for, and you said it exactly right. So, uh, shut the fuck up. You're in jail. All right, continue. Okay, first of all, Eminem is how old is Eminem? Almost 50? Yeah. What, what is he proving anymore? This is an old ass man. Nick is Who's already had his platinum albums, has already had everything that he's ever going to do basically already done. If it hasn't been proven already to you, then I don't know where the fuck you've been. And I'm not even like, oh, I used to be a very like big Eminem fan. Right now, I'm like just a regular Eminem fan. Not even so much of a fan of like and shit that he's recently done. We like, enjoy disasters. What is what is what is the, the album conference. that he did with the American flag cover? Eminem did Re- Re- revival. revival. That shit was garbage. So we're, we're being objective. And he, had, and he admitted it. Was we're being objective, too, but here. So I will continue this fucking fuckery. Winner takes all, bitch. Who? What is the all? I can't even get to the intro of the song without complaining so much. That's how mad I am. I don't even think winner he takes all. What is all? What is? What you, no one's getting anything out of this. Wait, when did he get arrested and put in jail? Shook I don't two, know. Like, he did hella four, shit four or five years ago. Anyways, don't kill me, please. Okay, this guy has a good voice though. I don't know what he is. Is he serenading him? Yeah, he's he like, fuck, I had to use my singing voice on this. Listen. That's a fact, it's the invitation. Hold Joe to lean back, don't get hit with this retaliation. First of all, too many syllables in the bars, asshole. You couldn't even fit it right. Too fat Joe lean back. God, this isn't a cannon, by the way. All right, let's just keep going. But the white boy, he fuck crack, crack, pills and smack shit. about the relapse? Call Kim, somebody get Haley and that other kid you raising that ain't even First of all, not explaining anything, and that's not even a legitimate rumor. Yeah, we knew either. he threw in the Haley because anybody who mentions Haley is gonna get a district. Nice try, yeah. buddy. It didn't happen. First of all, Haley is like graduated college now. She went to Michigan State. Wow. Yeah. No one gives a fuck. She doesn't even give a fuck. I don't even think she likes her own dad. But anyways, let's continue. This might get a Grammy. We going back to back to your response. This might get a Grammy. Okay, first of all, that's definitely not happening. Right, the continue. first minute you had more dislikes. It was thirteen thousand. Oh, oh, let me look at this right now. Okay, this video has nine point nine million views, eighty eighty three thousand likes, four hundred and fifty five thousand dislikes, and you have the audacity to continue and pretend like you're not a fucking idiot. First of all, he's saying my baby mama killed you a decade ago. That's a reference to Mariah Carey, who he divorced. He's using someone he divorced with to gain an edge <laughs> over the person that dated her for like two weeks and then dissed her and then ruined her life too. Or not ruined her life, but like that fucking diss, he won. Ended her career. And ended... Well, we still like those Christmas albums. I know. <laughs> All right. Bitch, no, who really the hoe? I called Joe to set you up and you fell for the job. Slim on show for the video because he tear fire to my squad. I heard your show forgot. Who is your squad, Nick Cannon? Nickelodeon? 
Is he afraid of SpongeBob? Maybe he's part of the terror squad now. Is he afraid of America's Got Talent? The fat Jover. Is he afraid of um, freaking what's who's on America's Got Talent? Howie Mandel. He's gonna bring Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel, who is a a germaphobe, who doesn't shake people's hands, he gives them fist bumps. That's your crew, Nick Cannon. All right, continue. First of all, he may have mistaken that for Logan Paul. A lot of emphasis. He said he may have mistaken that last bar for Logan Paul. Which I have not seen the video, and I did not plan to see that video, but Dude, we'll continue. T- we'll take it for what it is. Yes. Jocelyn won't show for the video, because he tear fire to my squad. I heard your chauffeur got a video, and you sucking the cop. You paid him off, then laid him off. Now who really the op? Suge called me the new pack. I ain't no killer, but don't... Okay, hey, listen. Suge did not call you that, and also, if he did, death penalty. I mean, what? What? Give Suge the death penalty what if he called Nick Cannon the new Tupac. Call yourself that. First of all, can, add some know. add some more years to Suge Knight's bid. How I about guarantee that? you, no one can name one album. Of who? Nick Cannon? Or a song? He has albums. Elvis Pussley! Elvis Pussley! Stuff for the law, stuff for the law. Guys, this, this is a is, man. This is the coming. epitome of bars, alright? Elvis Pussley. Oh. Never have I ever encountered such intelligent rhyming. In my 23 years of life. Like, how are you going to call Elvis? He wrote that down. Elvis? He wrote that down, looked at it. Nick Cannon wrote this down, looked at it, and said to himself, Yeah, B, that's some fire, B. That's what he told himself. He, Border- made, he made his Wild and Out crew tell first him of all, fire. First of all, let me say two things. Mental illness and continue. I like this guy's voice, though. I'm hitting the whip. Mm. Okay, and then hit, okay, I'm not gonna do Hitman Hollers verse or Charlie Clips, who are renowned battle rappers, stooping down to this level because their boss Nick Cannon from Wild and Out cracked a whip. Actually, that's he a bad said, thing. If to you say. don't tell me it's a good verse that I had, he I'm has a sweatshop workers of of rappers writing probably writing bars for him, but also not good bars and writing, not writing good bars for I himself. I mean, this really just came out of nowhere. Of all honesty. This, this, it for this, no this reason. Track. Yeah, actually, was there a reason? Like Nick, he mentioned Nick I Cannon. I mean, a lot of people are speculating yeah. that he's. Trying and then, to and then, and then, and then, and then, Nick Cannon was making tweets about Eminem, like, "Oh, like you too scared to bat- rap me, whatever." Right. First of all, Eminem is probably sitting on a, a throne of millions of dollars. And then he releases another diss track. Oh wait, did he? The I, ha- I haven't even listened to the second he one. He thinks he's so good, he doesn't even have to rhyme on it. So he said, "Nick Cannon, the invitation is canceled." Oh, the cringe! God. The cringe! I don't even want to have to support Eminem so hard like this because I don't want to be like a fanboy. But this is just preposterous. And World Star is posting these. Everybody knows you don't come at this man. Damn, remember what I used to say? Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a line on there that you know. Okay, I'm skipping this. Just first of all, I am forwarded a one minute and eleven into the song. There's been no rapping so far. What's really funny is that these verses that he's playing. Wait, hold on. I don't think there's rapping on this fucking song. Oh Oh, that was kind of bad when Eminem said that black girl stuff. That was bad. 
Right, hold on. Listen. It's actually not ba- bad for like a SoundCloud rapper. Why would why would Eminem? And I am a SoundCloud rapper. It's funny because all these rhymes that he's using are the rhymes that the black, I mean the red squad used against. Oh, oh. Mar- Mariah left you and all. I this, know. First right? of all, he's internalizing it externally. <sighs> I just get very angry, Doc. And I wish Eminem had a like a better like you know this rap is battle. this is one of those moments you know when I wake up in the morning and I'm late for school, and I get in my car and my phone falls between my seat and I just start screaming. Fuck, Nick as Cannon, loud as I can. Nick this Cannon is, one of is the phone moments. between the seat. <laughs> that that's how I d- would describe him. And I love first of all Nick Cannon is so dope. He has like he is making millions upon millions of dollars, being his own entity. Yeah, his um, personality is his, good. He know? he is hosting and uh, hella shows, getting many opportunity to people beneath him, which makes me even more mad that he has the intelligence to do that, but then also come out with these whack bars. After how? After many the years? fact. How, how many years? Uh, when did relapse? And come? it's even more embarrassing that Eminem didn't even respond. Oh my god, that's that's and, that's the nail in the coffin that you get clowned on Twitter. People are gonna remember that for so long. I, I want Eminem to battle like a real dope rapper, not other white boy rappers who just think that they're since they're white they have to diss him, <laughs> like G Easy who I think sucks, and MGK who I think was good, but that was that his, was a very good. It, like, it was a good diss, but Eminem killed him. Yeah. and well, we knew Eminem. Was I feel like kill him. MGK's sonically sounded good, but the bars weren't there. I feel like at this point, like people we can like give okay, respect so there's, there's for people, a good try. There's That's people, a good try. There's people out there who can lyrically slaughter Eminem. I would believe, not maybe slaughter. I feel like Crooked Eye could, but he was part of his old shady crew, so he probably he wouldn't do that. Um, there's rappers out there. I think like Lupe is one of the greatest lyricists. Kerry No, one yeah. of the greatest lyricists. Oh, Maksud knows a little about Kerry No, since he was a little quiet about this. Fuckery that we were talking about. Muxu uh, was a little bit mad that I found out about K. Reno before he could tell me, but we both understand the fucking lyrical prowess that this man possesses. Oh shit, my water. Oh, I spilled it. Oh fuck. No, I mean, K. Reno, uh, he tickles your intellect. Like, uh, why do you gotta say it like that? I gotta say it differently, bro. Because he's different like that. That's us. Uh, he. No, no, but he. Like, pause and a rewind. Like, the, the dude drops. <laughs> multiple albums at once he has seven very seven in a day i mean this is ridiculous never his recycling a bar never recycles bars his songs are always different he's he hits on a lot of different topics he does pretty much everything Story by himself everything. and not everybody appreciates it but honestly nothing really like it not much like hidden gem he's a hidden yeah, gem definitely he's texas's hidden gem but yeah we just needed to get that off our chest um, I don't know. It just made me. It didn't make me really angry. I get pretend angry a lot, and then I get really angry at different things. But that's just the anger knocking me. It's more cringe than angry. Like, yeah, it makes me why? cringe. It's like those like TikTok cringe compilations, and I'm like, why are you doing this? Like Nick Cannon, this is the equivalent of a TikTok <laughs> of like 
those country boy TikToks. Country boy, I love you. <laughs> but yeah, I think I don't even know how long this is running. I kind of set the timer at something that I don't understand, so I don't even know how long this is. But I think that's a fairly good recap. I, we just wanted to get this out there, get us together, and kind of introduce you to people. These two that I know for a fact you will be hearing from again on this podcast whenever we do link up. Probably the next time we'll be doing this might be in Detroit and Maksu's new crib. Yeah, let's do it. God and I will give you a Danger Knock tour of the crib. But yeah, if there's anything you guys want to sign off with, let let the all few of my fans know. <laughs> um, Yeah, so... Podcast coming soon. Um, I'm definitely gonna have. Nah, they're on my show. I'm gonna try and work that out so we can have you know mm-hmm. collaborations, internet, broadband. Okay, the bars aren't gonna come out this time. Okay, um, <laughs> that's a good attempt. Um, yeah. So follow me if you want. I'm definitely yeah. gonna make a page for this, so you could probably see it on uh, my Instagram. U Y O U U underscore Z A D A, and Maksud, if you have anything to sign off on. Sign off is 2020. It's a new start. New uh, blank slate. Scoreboard is zero. Uh, kind of design it. Everyone should design it the way they want uh, and take the opportunity that, to, to, to just let their creativity and their ambitions paint the best picture for this year. Wishing everyone happiness, health, love, success, and health this uh, upcoming year. And that's pretty much all I got. Mm-hmm. Look out for big things. All right, that's us signing off. Cock D's 2020, let's get it. How do I stop this thing? Ooh, press this button.